and welcome back to Empowering, a podcast designed to help you navigate your eating disorder recovery. I'm Emily Donoher and today's episode is about orthorexia, specifically my experience with orthorexia. Before I start, I just want to say that I am not a professional, so I cannot give any ground medical advice. I can just simply give you advice based on my own experience and also the research I've done. Trigger warning, I will be talking about eating disorders and I will be going into some detail but obviously this podcast is meant to be a safe space so I'm not going to be including any triggering details such as numbers, specific calories, weights, anything like that. So yeah, Um, what have I been up to lately? I always like to include what I've been up to lately or like my recovery challenges because I feel like I often get motivated or inspired to do certain things that scare me if I see other people do them because then I know that it's actually okay to do it so like say for example I'm scared to eat pasta if I see someone who I think is um if I who I like or like admire and they're eating pasta I'm like okay I can eat pasta because this person's eating pasta and it's kind of a weird thing because you shouldn't base your decisions or your choices of other people but I also think it's nice to be inspired by other people or motivated to do things you wouldn't usually do or that you're scared to do. Today I went to B&M and I got this chocolate spread which I've been wanting to try for so so long. It's the Jim Jams milk chocolate spread. It I just every time I pass B&M like every time I'm in B&M I want to pick this up so bad but I don't know what's been holding me back it's I think it's because it's I just keep kind of putting off I'm like I'm not ready for that and I kind of feel that with a lot of things I'm scared to eat I say it's not the right time but then I kind of realized today when is the right time because for me personally I'm going to university in September I don't want to go to university being scared of food being scared of certain foods having never tried it or haven't tried it in years because of my eating disorder I don't want to do that so how can it be the wrong time to try something that scares you when is it ever the wrong time to do something that scares you because in the end you're just kind of if you kind of avoid the things that you're scared of or you push like push them away or push them off then you're kind of just postponing the anxiety of it because once you actually try something it's not scary so it's kind of like if you if you push back your fears or you say oh it's not the right time to try this food or it's not the right situation or environment or whatever reason you've got if you're telling yourself that you're kind of just postponing the anxiety and making things worse because then it's a bigger build-up you know like something I really really want to try is peanut butter and um, there's nothing wrong with peanut butter in fact it's so good for you like peanut butter is literally one of the most amazing foods ever it's delicious but it's also so full of nutrients and there's literally nothing wrong with peanut butter so when I say that I'm scared of peanut butter I don't want people to then assume that they shouldn't be eating peanut butter or it's bad for them because it's not it's amazing the only time you shouldn't be eating peanut butter is if you're allergic to nuts because you could die but peanut butter is great however me personally I just have some sort of irrational fear and I've been putting it off and now I've tried this other chocolate spread which I'm like I was scared to eat as well I realized why am I put like why am I pushing off trying these things why do I have this list of foods I want to challenge in my notes app 
why am I not just crossing them off? Like, why am I waiting? Why, when am I ever going to feel ready to try certain foods? I'm never going to feel ready. I'm just kind of making it worse because now the buildup of eating peanut butter has become this massive ordeal to me. And it's like, it's literally just another food and it's such a great food for you. And I know I would really benefit from eating peanut butter, like mentally and physically. So why am I postponing it? Why am I making it worse for myself? Why am I making this fear bigger and bigger? why not just try the peanut butter? Anyway, so by next podcast episode, by the next podcast episode, if I don't come on and say I've tried peanut butter, I want one of you to message me and be like, just try the fucking peanut butter. Get yourself together, try the peanut butter. Nothing bad's gonna happen. It's literally great for you, mentally and physically. Just try the peanut butter. So anyway, that's my challenge for myself this week. Anyway, I'm going to start getting into today's episode because I've got quite a lot to say, which I don't know if people are going to like or not like, but um, you can click off if you want to click off. <laughs> so orthorexia. Orthorexia is not formally recognised by the DSM-5. However, it's still a very valid eating disorder. So what orthorexia is, is an obsession with healthy eating. It's an obsessive preoccupation with health, with healthy eating, and people become so fixated on their healthy eating that they actually become unhealthy. It's a very unhealthy um, thing to be obsessed with health, to this degree anyway. So some of the warning signs and symptoms of orthorexia compulsive checking of ingredients list and nutritional labels, an increase in concern about the health of ingredients, cutting out an increasing number of food groups, an inability to eat things, but a narrow group of foods that are deemed pure, healthy or safe, showing high levels of distress when safe or healthy foods aren't available, obsessively following food and health lifestyle blogs on like social media and Body image concerns may or may not be present. So obviously this eating disorder will, everyone will have a different experience of an eating disorder. So you may relate to some of the symptoms, but not some other symptoms, or you may relate to all of them, or you may relate to hardly any of them. Everyone's experience is gonna be different. And when I first was told I had orthorexia, I didn't believe it first of all but I also didn't understand it because no one talks about orthorexia. I understand it's not recognised as a, like you can't have a formal diagnosis of orthorexia, however I still think there needs to be so much more awareness of eating disorders like orthorexia. So you cannot be formally diagnosed with orthorexia, at least not in the UK, however the way I found out I had orthorexia was I work with, I worked past tense because I discharged myself, but in the eating disorder um, specialist services, you, well, for me anyway, I was, um, I worked alongside a dietitian as part of my treatment and I gave like a backstory of my relationship with food. So I, you know, in the first couple sessions we just kind of talked about my relationship with food and how it's developed over the years and so I mentioned all of this and so she said have you ever heard of anything called orthorexia and so we talked about that and that's how I discovered I had orthorexia however it's kind of crazy to me because during the time I really suffered with orthorexia I didn't even realize or I was in denial and it's kind of crazy to me that 
it was only years later when like I was in treatment for anorexia that I discovered that what I was actually dealing with was orthorexia. So this is my story, this is my experience of orthorexia. Again, it's gonna differ from person to person, but I asked you guys what you wanted to hear me talk about on Instagram and you guys said um, my experience with orthorexia because I have been quite open about it on there. So back in 2017, I went on holiday on a school trip to Barcelona and I became very unwell. So for a year after that, I was experiencing symptoms of fatigue, I had really bad digestion, really dodgy bowel movements, I was extremely depressed, I just felt shit every single day and so I was going back to the doctors for tests and it took about a year and a half before they realised I had celiac disease. If you don't know what celiac disease, it's a it's an autoimmune disease where your body will attack itself, your autoimmune system will attack itself when there's gluten in the body. So gluten's like wheat, rye, barley. Anyway, bit of, I'm kind of giving you some background information just so it kind of makes more sense. So my symptoms were finally explained by, by me having celiac disease. And so I hated how ill I felt. I felt so, ill every single day that as soon as I discovered why I felt ill I made it my priority to make sure I never felt that ill again even for a day and so I developed health anxiety now health anxiety is also kind of called hypochondria but I feel like that's not taken seriously in society everyone throws around the label of hypochondria like if someone's like oh I have a cold I have the flu someone's like oh you're a hypochondriac but I don't think people understand it's its own form of anxiety it's quite similar to OCD in some ways it's quite similar to um what someone would deem as a hypochondriac it's kind it's it's basically an anxiety disorder revolving around health so it can present in so many different ways for me personally I was fully convinced that I had um, Crohn's disease inflammatory bowel disease anything to do with like my digestive system and I think that's because my celiac disease is a digestive disorder in a sort of way so anyway, um, during the time I developed health anxiety, I conditioned myself into believing that it was the food that was making me feel like shit. So I don't know if any of you have heard of Pavlov's dogs. Um, it was a psychological experiment done, which kind of demonstrates how you can condition fears or fear responses. And so the way that I have figured out of the, the way I make sense of what happened to me or how I developed orthorexia was okay so think of it like this the gluten the food I was eating the gluten food I was eating made me feel ill and so I made the association between feeling ill and eating and so it didn't matter what I was eating but I had conditioned myself into assuming that anything I ate would make me feel ill and so I then developed a fear of eating or a fear of um, feeling ill, if that makes sense. And so this is how I developed health anxiety and also developed a very bad relationship with food where eating would make me so anxious because I associated eating with being unhealthy and I strive to be as healthy as possible. 
I would obsess over health. I would spend hours of my time thinking, but also researching like the healthy foods to eat, the clean foods to eat. And so I discovered that there's actually a whole culture on social media of people encouraging health. Um, It's kind of different to diet culture in the sense that it's not aimed at weight loss or people who want to lose weight, it's aimed at people who want to be healthy. And so it's just as toxic. In my experience of having anorexia, my experience of having orthorexia, it's very much the same level of toxicity on social media where there are pages and pages or articles or YouTube videos of people telling you, you need to cut out dairy for your health. Dairy's bad for you. Dairy's gonna make you feel rubbish. Gluten's gonna make you feel rubbish. Sugar's gonna make you feel rubbish. Carbs are bad for you. All of these things, right, are being forced down your throat to the point where you will literally just choke. Like, sorry to use a metaphor, but that's kind of what it was. You are being constantly told that all these foods are bad for you and are worsening your health. And so, as someone with extreme health anxiety and someone with an extreme desire to be healthy, of course, you're going to listen to these things. And so, I did. I did everything they told me to do. I tried so many different things to reach this level of health that was so unrealistic. You are not going to be able to feel healthy every single day. You're not going to feel your best every single day. And I also want to say health anxiety as well is kind of about having like, you could have one tiny sensation, physical sensation, and all of a sudden you're planning your funeral or you're diagnosing yourself with uh, some sort of illness. And it kind of sounds, it kind of sounds crazy, right? But it's not because you are, when you have it or when you're in that moment it feels so real it feels so rational and it's hard to explain to people it's hard to open up to people that you feel the way you do when you have health anxiety because people sort of don't take it seriously because if you get one like um shooting pain in your stomach someone else is going to think you're insane if you tell them that you think you've got bowel cancer you're convinced you've got bowel cancer in my experience I was looking at homeschooling I was like obsessively reading stories bawling my eyes out because I was a hundred percent convinced I had this illness I did not have but I had like some sort of physical um discomfort and that was enough for me to lose my mind and I don't mean that in a light-hearted way I gen I genuinely became so unhinged and unwell mentally. I spiraled because I just thought I was ill. And I wasn't ill, my illness was mental, but I didn't know that at the time. So going back to the orthorexia, um, I would be so obsessed with trying to get rid of all these physical symptoms and feel my best, feel healthy, that I decided to cut out so many food groups, I was terrified of contamination, I was obsessed with purity of foods and for me this presented itself as I only ever felt safe eating foods that were naturally encased, which is very confusing I think and what really that means is I would only eat foods that had like some sort of case that protected them from contamination such as eggs because eggs have a shell and like bananas have a peel and so there was no way that anyone could contaminate these foods because they were naturally encased there was no human 
handling, I guess. And so these foods to me were pure. And so I, my diet would just consist of eggs and bananas because they were the only foods that felt safe to me or felt comfortable for me. I tried so many diets to reach this degree of health. I tried the FODMAP diet, um, just all these diets that were not designed for me, designed for people with diseases and um, such as like IBS or Crohn's, like the FODMAP diet is, it's got nothing to do with the way you look, it's just about managing physical symptoms. And so I just became very obsessed with clean eating. And during this time, I never put two and two together. I never realized this was a mental illness. I never realized this was unhealthy because in my head, everything I was doing was getting me closer to this unrealistic standard of health, right? I was not even in denial because I didn't even know what orthorexia was. I didn't even know this was an eating disorder because in my mind, I thought that eating disorders were just about, um, you know, you had a preoccupation with the way you looked. This, the way I was eating had nothing to do with how I looked. I didn't want to manipulate the way I looked at this point in my life. I was just as dissatisfied as any normal healthy brained person, right, with the way they looked. I wasn't doing anything to lose weight. I wasn't trying to lose weight. I was trying to be healthy. And the way I was eating, the way I was taking care of myself, I was feeling fatigued again, I was depressed, I had really bad digestion, I felt shit every day, I felt the way I did when I was, when I was ill for a year and so this almost motivated me to keep going and to keep restricting and to keep trying new things because it felt like nothing was working, I felt like no matter what I did, I would never be able to feel satisfied or happy or healthy. I experienced so many physical um, side effects of this. I felt so weak, I felt so unwell, I lost weight, but I just thought these were the symptoms of a health condition because of my health anxiety. And I never clocked that this was an eating disorder, right? My friend, the first time I ever heard about orthorexia was when my friend suggested that's what I had. But I didn't believe them because again, I thought I was healthy. I thought what I was doing was healthy. And the thing is, no one besides my closest friends who were with me every lunchtime and I spoke to about how I felt, no one was actually concerned because one, I was a healthy weight and two, everyone praised me for how healthy I was because orthorexia is not talked about enough, the dangers of this illness are not talked about enough and so everyone just kind of thought I was really healthy but one thing I will say is it's healthy until it's not. Healthy eating is only healthy if you have a good relationship with food. Healthy eating means that you allow all foods, you're not restrictive, that you have a good relationship with the food you're eating and you don't feel the need to compensate. That's what healthy foods are. That's what a healthy relationship with food is. Not restricting food groups or restricting all these foods and deeming foods as good and bad. That's not healthy. That's not what a healthy relationship with food is. That's not what healthy eating is and obviously I didn't know this at the time because I was um, obviously dealing with orthorexia and one of the cruel things about eating disorders is that you actually sometimes don't, well a lot of the time you don't believe you have an eating disorder, you don't believe you're sick enough or you don't believe you, you're just kind of in denial right? 
and although I was in denial, I was also very aware that I was extremely miserable. And I think the time I actually realised how miserable I was, I was on a school trip to Berlin. This was a couple years later, um, during the peak of my orthorexia and my health anxiety. We were on a bus, we were on like a coach for about 21 hours, right? Going all the way from North Wales to Berlin. And we were on this coach and I was terrified of feeling physically ill or being unhealthy or having some sort of issue with my health on this trip. And so I won't go into detail about it because I don't want to um, say anything that could potentially trigger other people, but I was not dealing well with eating on this trip. But I also want to clarify that this is not an anorexic behavior because I did not have anorexia at the time. I wasn't eating, I wasn't purposefully starving myself. I was doing it because I felt, I, I just couldn't manage the anxiety. And I guess that in a way is similar to anorexia. However, at the same time, this is not, this was not motivated by any desire to lose weight or anything about calories. This was purely because I was terrified of um, becoming ill or having some sort of health issue wrong with me on this trip. And so I remember after five days, we were on the bus for about 53 hours in total because then we went to Poland and then we had to drive back to North Wales. We were on this bus for like 53 hours. It was like a five day trip. And the second I stepped off that bus, I genuinely have never felt so ill in my life physically. I felt so weak. I felt like I was just about to collapse on the street. I was crying to my mum. And for two days after that trip, I remember just lying in bed, feeling rock bottom, feeling like, okay, something is wrong with me. I literally cannot go on like this. And it's kind of ironic because whilst I hit rock bottom during those two days after the trip, and especially the trip, whilst I felt rock bottom was when I actually realized that something was wrong with me mentally. It was not all physical. In fact, I kind of came to the conclusion that maybe I felt so physically ill because of how out of how my mental health got. And so this was actually when I started my recovery period. I never intended to recover from orthorexia because one, I didn't know I had orthorexia. Two, I just didn't think I had anything to recover from mentally in a way. So I never actually made a conscious choice to recover from orthorexia. However, I did decide to tackle the root of the issue, which was my anxiety around food and health. And so through tackling that, I kind of learned how to make peace with food. And at the same time, this was at the very end of high school. I was 16 and I was just about to go to college. So I had the whole summer to not be in school, which was a very stressful time for me about, um, in regards to food, right? Um, so I had the whole of summer to look after myself and to try and deal with what I was experiencing before I started college, because I did not want college to be the same as high school. And so I did, I regained food freedom. I was so much happier going to college. I was in a much better place physically and mentally when I first started college. I still had some of the rigid food rules, um, but at the same time, I was basically in remission. I guess that's what you'd call it, but I was doing much better. 
And then lockdown hit and my dad was diagnosed with a terminal illness and suddenly this orthorexia kind of manifested itself into anorexia, which is what I'm currently recovering from after three years, two years. Um, but it's been about five years of of eating disorders and it's been kind of very insightful to kind of see how I was treated when I had orthorexia versus how I was treated when I had anorexia and when I had my orthorexia it wasn't a cause for concern to anyone because everyone kind of thought I was healthy which I thought I was too if that makes sense no one was saying it was a red flag but again that's just because it's very misunderstood I think and then when I was treat when I had anorexia everyone was um going almost well were worrying profusely and really upset because they knew I wasn't healthy but I was just as unhealthy mentally when I was dealing with orthorexia as I was with anorexia and I think that this is the point of the episode to kind of show people how debilitating orthorexia can be by sharing my experience because I would say that it was mentally as tolling and physically as tolling as anorexia was but also I kind of find it ironic how I went from obsessing over being healthy to doing everything in my power to destroy my health because I wanted to be sick and I think it's kind of a weird juxtaposition how you can go from having one mental illness or one um, form of an eating disorder to another form of an eating disorder and I've I've spoken in a previous episode about how you can develop different eating disorders after each other and I've mentioned my struggles with a purging addiction as well but at the moment that is currently very much under control, I'm currently clean and I'm very much working hard to free myself of all eating disorders. I don't want to develop another eating disorder, I don't want to relapse in my anorexia, I don't want to relapse in my orthorexia because it has been five years of hell and I need to rediscover what a healthy relationship with food looks like for me because it's kind of like you have to retrain your thought processes. You have to rewire your thought processes. You have to relearn how to eat intuitively and how to honor your cravings, how to honor your hunger. What is healthy for you? What's healthy for me? And what's healthy for me is having a diet consisting of all foods, not restricting myself of any, not restricting any food groups and just really making sure I look after myself mentally and physically. I really just want this episode to kind of educate people on what orthorexia is about and how it can um, harm a person's life, as well as to just raise awareness for orthorexia in general and how it can also be so different for every individual. This is just my personal experience and I, I'm, I feel kind of a weight off my shoulders now I have spoken about this because it's something I never knew about when I had the issue and so if there's anyone out there that's listening who feels that they are struggling with an obsession with healthy eating and doesn't quite understand that it's actually unhealthy, I'm here to tell you that it is not healthy to be obsessed with your health to the point where you are restricting your food intake to certain food groups or eating only safe foods or eating only 
foods that are deemed healthy that is not healthy and I really hope that you manage to get out of that because it can be such a difficult thing to deal with it's so controlling over you and you don't have any control but I just want to say that I'm so grateful to everyone that listens to this podcast because it just means so much to me I feel like I can be very real and honest on here and it's got nothing to do with the way I look you know I'm lying in bed right now I haven't showered I need to go and take a shower I look a mess I smell and it's not about the followers it's not about the comments it's not about getting any validation and that's what I love about this podcast so much is the fact that I just feel like after everything I've gone through I feel like I finally have some good out of it I feel like I'm finally doing something with everything I've gone through I feel like I'm finally in a position where I can help at least one person because that genuinely means so much to me and I feel like I don't believe that everything you go through happens for a reason I don't believe that I don't believe that at all I don't think that everything happens for a reason because otherwise like why do people die why did why did my dad die that did not happen for a reason however I do believe that what you go through can be a gift in the sense that you can turn it into something good or you can dwell with it and you can let it eat you alive I think you've got two options and I think at times you can go down one road and then turn back and go down another road but I at the moment I'm trying my best to just be as positive as possible and to use this horrible experience as a learning curve but also to help other people as well so I just want to say thank you so much for listening again because it really does mean so much and I will see you in the next podcast episode if any of you want to talk to me reach out to me and say hey I feel like I'm experiencing orthorexia I feel like I'm going through something similar to you I think I've got this going on I think this is happening I need help give me an email it's called my emails eat it to beat it a podcast eat it to beat it podcast at gmail.com you can give me an instagram dm my instagram's emily donaher or ems in recovery or give me a comment on my tiktok which is ems love letters just anything if you ever need someone to talk to i'm there for you and you can message me at any time whatsoever if there's anything you want me to talk about i will even if it's something i haven't personally experienced i feel very much open to researching things and then sharing my um my findings I suppose and kind of just helping you navigate something which you were struggling with so I'll see you in the next episode thank you so much and I really hope you're doing well you have the power to get over anything you have the power to heal from your eating disorder you just have to keep committing you're not always going to feel motivated to recover you're going to have slips or you're going to have impulses to like relapse or to do something but you have the power to commit to recovery even on the days you've got no motivation if you are committed you are doing the right thing and I'm so proud of you and you should be so proud of yourself so thank you so much for listening again and I'll see you in the next episode